Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, welcome in. Winning Cures Everything. It is, what is today, Wednesday? Wednesday, June It is 10th. Wednesday. I normally write this crap down. I didn't today. I, I, <laughs> but it's June 10th. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. And uh, and we got a lot of football stuff to discuss today. Good gracious. Uh, for, hey, before we even get into anything else, right before we went on, uh, holy macalamus. Michael just jumped into the chat. Hold on. I'm going to read this whole thing. Uh, what's up, fellas? Watched yesterday's show. Quick correction. Colorado State is in Fort Collins. Yes. I'm, yes. I figured that out afterwards. It was spur of the moment. I said Colorado Springs. I know that's where Air Force is. My apologies. Uh, he said, I've been to Canvas Stadium. It's amazing. New Belgium has a bar in the north end zone. Come down and check out the Rocky Mountain Showdown. Colorado Stadium is built against the mountains in Boulder. Personally, I think it's the better of the two. Uh, you might be right. I don't know uh, one way or the other. But either way, Michael is in the chat. The Brown Yeti is in the chat. You can be in the chat, too. We are live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, uh, whatever. Hold on. Facebook, Periscope, Twitch, and YouTube. Did I say them all? Did I, get, I think I got them all. Sure. Yeah. We're live on all those. Yesterday, we had a blip. That was because of the streaming service that we use to get out to all these different platforms. So, they uh, they have assured me they have got it corrected and whatnot. So, we're going to roll on. Luckily, we were recording everything. So, we got the videos posted. We got uh, the podcast posted. Everything was good to go. You can go back and watch yesterday's show if you would like to. WinningCuresEverything.com is the website. All of our picks, previews, podcasts, videos, social media platforms, etc. Everything that you want to know about us is right there. As I said, you can subscribe. You can jump into the chat. It'll be right there in the left corner of your screen if you're watching the show live. If you're listening to the podcast or you go back and watch on replay, look, just send us a tweet. Send a, leave a five-star review on the podcast with your question, whatever. If you want to get in the conversation and you got something you want us to talk about, bring it up at any of those different locations. We will do it. We'll talk about whatever you want us to. Uh, the show is brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. They have got six incredible sports books. You can find more information on them over at tunicatravel.com. They are open. They are alive and rocking and rolling and all that fun stuff. And uh, and they want you to come down and have a good time. So they got a bunch of policies, procedures, et cetera, uh, set up. You can find them all over at tunicatravel.com. Uh, before 
we went live. Uh, Chris, did you see that NASCAR has it? I mean, just super fast. Bubba Wallace came out and said, "We don't need Confederate flags anymore." And NASCAR today, before the race tonight, said, "Yeah, you're right. We're not going to allow Confederate flags." Now, Bubba, Bubba's been saying this for a couple of days now, yeah. and Bubba's driving. If the race goes tonight, because it's supposed to get, it's yeah. supposed it might get rained out. But but if the race goes tonight, Bubba Wallace, they've already painted the car and everything. So this is the Black Lives all Matter week. car. They've been working on this. They got a Black Lives Matter car. It's beautiful. It's awesome, and and it is large, large, large part of the color scheme and and emblems on the car, which tells you this: they foregone, they forego, forwent large sums of money from other sponsorships to make this the priority of the car. That's a big deal in NASCAR. NASCAR's got a long way to go when it comes to this. All racing sports do. And uh, I I didn't know that they went ahead with the Confederate flag. I, I agree with that. I think it's time. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, I uh, I think I agree with you. I was It, it wasn't that I didn't believe that it was, uh, it was the right move. Uh, I was just shocked that um that they did it like i just i didn't believe that they would actually do it and and i'm glad to see people making uh good decisions i'll just say that so yeah no i'm with you uh ben said can't stay but don't even mention Stidham in the same sentence as Tua later <laughs> so ben can't stay today but uh we'll get to that we'll get to that uh michael said also i'll meet y'all in college station anytime you want Kyle Field, one of the best football atmospheres around yeah we want to get there we want to get down there. We will check it out. So yesterday's show, for those of you that did not catch it, uh, we went back and went through our bucket list college football stadiums that we have not been to that we would like to go to eventually. Uh, Kyle Field was on there. Canvas Stadium for Colorado State was on there for me. Uh, we threw in like Notre Dame, a few others. You can go back and watch that over on YouTube, Facebook, download the podcast, whatever. Um, we also talked about whether or not the group of five should have a playoff. We're not going to rehash it here, but, you know, spoiler yeah, we think so. Uh, let's jump into the first topic of the day. Reggie Bush. The disassociation from USC is over. Uh, it was a 10-year disassociation, and that is the limit that the NCAA has set. Uh, the Committee on Infractions told them, you have to disassociate yourself from this uh, from this football player for at least 10 years, and immediately... Upon the ten year anniversary, they said, "All right, cool, welcome back, Reggie." Like, it, if if you're Reggie Bush, one, are you super happy about this, or or are you not? I mean, how how would you feel if you're Reggie? How would you how would you go about this if you're USC? I mean, did they did they nail it? No, I mean, I think it's fine. I think USC USC is fine to acknowledge the fact that this is over and and welcome him back or try to welcome him back. If I'm Reggie, if that was a school I went to, yeah, I'd, I'd be excited about being able to be associated with them again. Um, it's not the school that imposed this. It's the NCAA. So, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, it'd be the, different the if the school, the school threw him under yeah. the bus, okay? It, then we'd have different feelings about things. But the school didn't do that. Uh, Michael jumped in. He said, so glad to see Reggie's back was wrong to even be suspended. Yeah, I, I think so. Uh, especially with all the stuff that we know about college athletics now, uh, for this to have gone down, you know, what, 20 or 2006, 2005, whatever it was. I mean, it's a, over a decade ago. Uh, I mean, give the man his Heisman back. Like he, he didn't nah, do anything. I don't, the NCAA is not doing that. Heisman no, committee is no. not doing that. I don't, I don't think they will, but I think they should. 
Like I, just, I agree. I completely agree. I think the whole thing's just ludicrous. So, you know, it sucks. Uh, but I'm glad that we've at least got this. Uh, Reggie Bush said, I've dreamed of this day for 10-plus years, and I'm excited to come home. Um, there you go. The uh, director of athletics, Mike Vaughn, said, when I was hired to represent the Trojan family as the director of athletics, I committed to listening and learning before leading. Throughout this process, one of the... By the way, a lot more people should do that. A lot more people should listen before they, uh, before they lead. Just saying. Um, throughout this process, one of the consistent themes that emerged from my discussions was how much Reggie Bush means to our former players, USC alumni, and fans everywhere. Uh, I've enjoyed getting to know Reggie and so many of his teammates, and I'm pleased his disassociation has ended so that we can welcome him back to our family. I'm confident that Reggie will use his incredible platform and influential voice to support and empower all of our student-athletes. Yeah, I'm with well you. Well said. Good question. Athletic director and director of athletics, it's the same thing, right? Yes, same thing. Okay. Director of athletics, athletic director, we're, same, we have same a, we have a We have an assistant to the regional manager situation here in USC. Come on. Something along those lines. Well, I think he just he called it something different. When I was hired as the director of athletics, it, come on, like yeah. it's you're an athletic director. Just say it. Yeah. Just say it. Okay. Uh, trying to make your trying to make your job seem swanker than it is, so you can get a little bit bigger check. I pretty got much. You. Pretty much. Um, so basically, what happened once the ten year period is over, according to CIO procedures, the NCAA will no longer quote monitor or enforce this uh, the disassociation and will give schools the freedom to decide how to proceed, whether that is to the uh, to extend the disassociation or to end it. So, USC, once that 10-year mark hit, they said, all right, cool, welcome back. Like, it's been 10 long years. Uh, I like seeing this. I thought it was a good decision. Um, I mean, I th- frankly, it's a pretty easy decision because it, the man didn't really do anything wrong. He got paid by an agent. And how many college players are out there that are high-level players that aren't getting paid under yeah. the table by you, somebody. You, yeah, you, you you, and I see the world for what it is, most of these other people. And here's the thing. How did you not see it when it was happening? Like, his family, and I think Matt Leonard's family, maybe I'm wrong on this, like, had houses in Cal- in, in, in L.A.? Yeah. Like, come on, dude. Oh, it's just ludicrous. Uh, like, like, how did how, yeah. do you think they just bought that? Just, <laughs> like, properties, like, I can get you a house in Oxford pretty easily, okay? Yeah. That, that is not very expensive. A house is 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 what some super luxury cars cost here in Mississippi, all right? In LA, if you buy somebody's family a home, eh, we're 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 getting them something yeah, now. We're we gonna get there. We're gonna get there. Uh yeah, I'm yeah, I think it's a, a fantastic idea, a fantastic decision. I think uh yeah. you know, obviously this stuff is kind of antiquated. So I'm uh I'm glad that they, you know, fixed it. They decided, okay, we're not gonna do that anymore. We're we're just gonna we're just going to roll with it. So, okay. uh, next topic up on the day. Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua have figured this thing out, and I am pumped about it. I, uh, I'm I'm ready to see it. I'm going to go on and play Tyson Fury's uh, thing right quick. It's less than a minute, so let's, let's dive into that. If it'll play, which it won't. This stupid ESPN app. I swear to God. Okay. Uh, um, there we go. He uh, just informed me. That the biggest fight in British boxing history has just been agreed. Get up there, my boy! <laughs> uh, big shout out, Dan. He got this done. Um, literally over the line. Two fight deal. Uh, Tyson Fury versus Anthony Joshua um, next year. One problem. I just got to smash Deontay Wilder's face right in in the next fight. Um, and then we go into the Joshua fight. 
next year. So there we are. The Gypsy King versus AJ is on for next year, but there is a hurdle in the road called the Bronze Bomber, aka the Knockout King, and I will get onto him and knock him spark out, and then we got on to the big fight. So big thank you, Dan, for getting this deal over the line. All the best. God bless you all. See you soon. Peace out. You gotta love that man. I love that love man. Oh, I love that guy. So so Tyson Fury. Anthony Joshua is confirmed for 2021. It's a two-fight deal. However, he did say he's still got to handle Wilder again. Now, I think yeah. all of us agree he more than likely he's going to handle Wilder. I mean, I the think, first I two think times. He, I've seen this fight twice, and and he really he, won both of them. I think he clearly won both of them. I I, I agree. Now, I will say, uh, oh, in the <laughs> Michael said every time I hear him talk, I think of Brad Pitt and Snatch. Yeah. Oh, same thing. Such a good such movie. A good movie. Such, such a good, a good movie. movie. Uh, Michael said uh, the money Reggie took had nothing to do with him do, uh, dominating college football. And Jose jumped in on YouTube, said, what's up, good? They made peace with Reggie Bush. That's what I'm talking about. we got a lot yep. of people happy about this. So, no, they need to be. Let's go. So Anthony Joshua, uh, he still has a bout against Kubrat Pulev. Hopefully I said that right. He is I, a, I, don't have, I don't have a clue who that is. 39-year-old Bulgarian boxer. He's 28-1. His only loss was a fifth-round knockout loss to Vladimir Klitschko back in 2014 in well, Germany. Yeah, he's 40. Yeah. yeah, yeah, sure he fought the Klitschkos. Exactly. So, I mean, if Joshua goes out and loses again, it it would it would really hurt this this bout this this bout this yes. two-fight thing. And if if Fury loses to Wilder, that's right. It'll, it'll hurt it all. It's going to hurt this. So the the deal isn't completely done. They've got the basics done at the fight. Well, we're still going to get the fight. It just won't be as exciting for most people. Listen, exactly. I'll, uh, I'll watch Fury fight anybody on earth. I, I think I would agree. And, and I, I think I'd watch there. that guy hit rocks. Um, This is one that very easily will sell out an 80,000 yes. stadium over in, in London. And they'll... Yep. I mean, they will blow this thing up if we're able to have... I'm, I'm sure that they will oh, not do this Oh, it's next year. Come on yeah. now. We're not doing that, Gary. I'm sure they won't do it until they're able to have people in the stands. We're not doing that. Yeah. Let's go. Let's I need go. this I, fight. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. I've been waiting for the... Fury is going to humiliate. I just need more Anthony Fury Joshua. on TV. That's it. That's all I need. I need Fury to stay on TV. Is there... I don't know that there's anybody that can compete with him. No, I don't either. I, when I saw him take Wilder's best punches right to his melon, and he went down, and then he just got right back up. I rose, thought, rose from there's, the dead. There's no one else on earth that can knock this guy out. You're not being – the only way you're beating him is on points. That means you have to be able to stand and fight with him for 12 rounds and hope that judges give you the card because you are not knocking him out. Yeah. No, Wilder right. is the hardest-throwing puncher I've ever seen I'm not going to say ever in my life, Foreman back in the day would knock down trees. Okay. But <laughs> Mike, Mike Tyson had a. Uh, had a Tyson's a heavy the most early. dangerous man I've ever seen in my life. But, but Wilder, Wilder, Wilder's up there. Wilder, Wilder is in the, in the argument for the hardest punching guys I've ever seen in my life. He gave him his best shot. He put the man on the ground and he just got up. He yeah. just got right back up. Which is kind of terrifying that's that is why i don't see anybody beating him unless you can last 12 and then let it go to the cards that's it that's that's the list right there and maybe anthony joshua can do that 
Joshua Joshua has a hell of a lot better shot at that than Wilder because Wilder's not going twelve with anybody. Oh, Jose jumps in. He said AJ going to smash Fury. I do not think so. Well, I don't know I don't that I agree so. with that. Look, I don't know that Fury, I agree with that. I'll Fury, hey, listen, I'll be in. I'll be watching. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Um, I mean it, that's that is the fight to make right now, and I'm glad that they've at least got this done. Why Wilder and Fury couldn't get this done? Not Wilder and Fury. Wilder and Joshua. That was the fight everybody wanted. That's the fight everybody wants. wanted, and then Wilder got beat. Well, Joshua got beat. I mean, Joshua got beat. I'm yeah, sorry. Joshua got Joshua beat, got. and then Wilder lost to Fury. And see, yeah. if you don't make these matchups, that's what sucks about boxing. No, see, here's the thing. This is where you and I differ. Because Wilder and Joshua would still be an incredibly fun fight to watch. Yes, okay? but it it's loses still a super the... Inter- so let's say Fury beats both these guys' ass, okay? Okay. Why can't we get a Joshua Fury fight? I mean, a Joshua Wilder fight. After that, oh, I think, I think neither one of them are champs, and they both lost to Fury twice. Okay, sure, but it doesn't matter. It's still a great fight that would sell the hell I, out of it. I agree because those guys are super entertaining. But the the deal is, the money won't be the same as it was when you had Wilder undefeated and you had Joshua undefeated. The money would have been ridiculous, uh, oh, and it just okay. wasn't the same because Fury was not the same name. But who, as Joshua who was at the time. Who, so you don't get to make a hundred million dollars in one night? I'm sorry, no, but I, is, is I sixty where okay? You're like, I understand where you're coming from. Uh, all I'm saying is that it, the the cachet of it, the the hype, the buzz, won't this be is, the same. This is, the, the college football has the same damn problem. We got to have one versus two or it's no no fun. No, bullshit. Alabama and Ohio State would be fun anytime. It doesn't matter what they're ranked. Yeah, agreed. You don't have to fudge the rankings. You don't have to have this ranking system to make it great. Styles make fights. Yes. Take two guys that match up well together and put them in the ring. This is why boxing is dying. This is why boxing always has needed a governor. They needed a commissioner. They need somebody to say, you are going to fight him. And it's going to draw tons of numbers. This is why guys shouldn't go undefeated their entire life. Well, I mean, UFC is really good at this, right? Yes. But look, UFC, nobody goes undefeated their entire career. No one. Except to be right now. Yeah. (laughs) But, he's, but at uh, some he's point in time, level. you get big enough to where you just handpick your fights. You can win everything. So, yeah, yeah you got to win a lot early. But then you just handpick everybody you want to fight, and it's easy to go undefeated. Yeah, and it's not the same. It's not the same. I've never been a fighter in my life. If I got to handpick all the people I fought, I could throw a bunch of six-year-olds out here. I beat the hell out of all of them. Yep. I'd be uh, 200 no by the weekend. Jose said boxing needs a GM. Everybody got a, uh, got a fight in, they, oh, in their weight. Yeah. 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 Well, so, so two things kill boxing, okay? One, the not having a commissioner to make people have to have fights, all right? The second thing, they wanted all these title fights, and so every three pounds they had a new weight division, so they had a new belt, and so they just manufactured titles. Yeah. This is the problem that you've got is, is, well, if it's not for a title, then it's not a big fight, and so nobody cares. That's just not true. I would watch, These guys could lose six fights in a row. I would watch – Joshua and Wilder all day long. Yeah. And yeah, I think Michael said, anybody who, like Mayweather. who's yeah. followed the sport would still watch those guys, even though they've got a couple of L's on their list. They well, it's, because they, it's because they know the kind of fighters that they are. I mean, it's yes. the reason Cowboy Cerrone has lost like four fights straight in the Damn UFC. Damn straight. And I'll still show up and we anytime he's on a card. I'm there. Yeah. I mean, Showtime Pettis, the same thing. Nate Diaz. Like, it doesn't matter yeah. win or lose. You know you're going to be entertained. There are some boxers. That's right. 
Like the problem is you have to make a name for yourself at some point to get. Oh no, yeah, in. you got. No, you need to win a lot before you take those L's. As, that, I, that's I, the I will thing. never forget uh, Jermaine Taylor losing to Kelly Pavlik back in the day. I mean, this was like twenty or two thousand five or well, who knows when it was. I mean, it was a long time ago. Uh, but that, you know, Styles make fights. Like Jermaine Taylor was the next big thing in boxing. I mean, he was fantastic. He was fighting in Memphis at FedEx Forum fairly regularly. I think he had like three different fights there, and Pavlik whooped his ass, man. Just destroyed him, and nobody ever heard from him again. I was still able to watch him on like HBO and whatnot, but man, he did not draw anything once he took that first L, and it was just, ugh. Like, it just sucked. But it took so all the many of that is, of it, So many know? of that is promoters. So many of that is the, just the way the sport works. If yeah. it was ran by like UFC with a commissioner and and everybody was under one umbrella and where everybody and was were, fighting each other, yes, they were given good contracts, but they were forced to show up and fight. Then, then yeah, it would be a lot better because then you wouldn't just take a loss and then your career be dead. That is all the promoters walked away from that guy. Yeah, that's a hundred percent. That's not his fault. That's and that's not TV's fault. That is that is all the promoter said. Oh, this guy didn't have it the way we thought he had it, so let's walk away. And and UFC is kind of inching that direction right now, where the fighters, you know, they want more uh, power over who they fight, etc. You know, Nate Diaz won't take this fight, and McGregor won't take this fight, and blah 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 blah. Like it's it's getting to that point where you can't make the good matchups. Yeah. So it's a little terrifying. I don't like the way that I do. Going, I do think but, at some point in time, if Dana found a way to pay them more money, but say you you have you don't you basically have a no trade clause, like you you can't say no. I'm going to give you more money, but you don't you can't ever say no. You yeah. get you're going to sign a three fight deal with me or a four fight deal with me, but but in that four fight deal, you will make X amount of dollars. You happy with that? Now you don't get to say no for those four deals. Yeah. And after those four fights, we can renegotiate. But he's got to just start putting that in the contracts where you can't, you just can't say no. Yeah. No, you're right. You're and if right. you don't finish the four or five, I would backload all the money to where you can't make a shitload of money and fight one and then just retire because yeah. you don't like the person he's having you fight. Nope. We're not doing that either. We're going to backload this deal to where that last fight's where you get paid. Well, I think, uh, I think a lot of it is like pay per views and whatnot. So it's percentages, it's all that kind of stuff. And, no, I'm fine with that, but they yeah. still get a base rate that that that's negotiated. Yeah, just up the base rate for some of these uh these stars and make it like you said, can't say no to a fight. Like I'm gonna yeah, set you the put, most you put in the fight. contract that they can't say no and backload the money to where if they do say no and just retire or quit, well then you've made a shitload of money off of them because they left all of it on the table until they fight the last fight. This is not a hard problem. I. When I was in college, I took a couple of economics classes, okay? The best thing I ever did in my life, and I learned that you can solve any problem with money. It's not always the best solution, but there's always an economic solution for it. I do believe in Dana White's problem, you could solve all his problems with money. Just get creative with the contracts, find a middle ground where they're making more money so they are happier, but you have more control. It's what the NFL has been doing all along, by the way. They're paying these players more and more and more money, and they're taking more and more and more control. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Michael jumped in. Uh, Matt is here, by the way. He finally got in on YouTube. Uh, There you go. (laughs) Michael said, Matt, where are those murder hornets? He said, I was banking on the murder hornets. You can't solve murder hornets with money. Uh, And then Damian Estrada jumped in. We disagree, Matt. We disagree. (laughs) I bet we could fix murder hornets with money. 
I bet enough money I could I could fix murder hornets. Hundred percent. Uh, let's dive into the next topic here. SEC media days are going virtual this year, and they ain't the this only. This the first year we were going to try and actually be there. Yeah, and we kind of like we knew starting back in March that it was probably going to be like this. Um, and they don't have a date for it yet. But the Big Twelve, Mountain West, and MAC have all announced that their media days would be conducted virtually. Uh, the annual media event was going to be held in Atlanta in mid-July, um, and now, I mean, we'll see. They'll have a uh, a virtual session with Greg Sankey. They'll have uh, the 14 head coaches and then players from each school and, and whatnot, which is going to be one of the most boring things in the world. The reason that you go to media days is to go and, and schmooze and knock elbows with other members of the media. Like, obviously... You want to get some stories. You want to explain what's But that's how you that. get stories. The media guys are able to schmooze and knock elbows with a handler of this guy or get an in with somebody, build a relationship, and now I can get into – I can ask questions. I can get a real story. Asking – the question and answer situation on Zoom is going to be a nightmare. Yeah. It's going to be a disaster. Oh, it's it's going to be horrible. Matt said – And it's 100% going to be boring. This will be the one year I – I really won't care at all. I'll, if something great, funny, or whatever comes out, it'll come out on Facebook or Periscope, a Twitter clip that I can watch later. Yeah. I will give zero attention to it this year. Yeah. I just can't. I, I, I can can't watch that. a bunch of grown men stand and talk while have a Zoom meeting. I'm just not going to do that. That's that's what I'm saying. It's it's a boring way to go about it. It's, it is it, it is what it is. Uh, Michael, by the way, oh, Damien said uh, money talks, unfortunately. Michael said... Murder Hornet T-shirts, Gary. That has to be the WCE mascot. I think that could be done. Yeah, we could probably make that happen. I think we could probably make that happen. And Matt said, uh, "Matt said yes, WCE Murder Hornet. Uh, yes, I, I think we could probably make this happen. If if enough does of you sound guys like the worst old man softball team I've ever heard of, but yeah, I'm with you. I'm I'm, if, I'm for I'm not against it. I'm just telling you. If you guys want winning cures everything, Murder Hornet T-shirts." I'll figure out a way we can make Just that Just let us happen. know. We'll make it happen. Like, well, we, I think we they have let done. us know. So, so uh, uh, Matt said, how bad is Saban going to blow up virtually? Uh, he won't. I, I, I think, think this is a good – I don't think you're going to get good stories like you do normally. No one's going to blow up and lose it because it's it's harder to get that frustrated with somebody asking you a question on the internet than it is in your face. Yeah. Okay, personally right to you. And I also don't think you're going to get those funny, off-the-cuff stories that we get from a lot of these guys, too. No, they're all going to be in their offices. Like If, it's, if you get a quote-unquote funny story, it's going to be completely scripted and rehearsed, which means it's going to come off terribly, terribly, because these yeah. guys are not comedians. They're going to half-ass it. They're going to try to be fun. It's just not going to work. It's going to be bad. Yeah. We are missing out on Sam – Sam, what's his last name? Sam – uh, ah, shit. The guy from Arkansas. Pittman. 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 I yeah. want to say Phillips. That's the, <laughs> Man, I, I would have known it. records guy. Had you yeah. not said Phillips, I would have been fine. We are, we are missing out on Sam Pittman. Uh, I my, need a media day with Sam Pittman. Yes. Let yes. that guy be a star. Yes, sir. Because <laughs> in the SEC world, he's exactly. Listen, he might not be the hero we want, but he's the hero we need. Yes. I think, <laughs> I think you're probably right about that. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's dive off of that one. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, 
you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Um, let's go into Chris Sims, former NFL quarterback. He was the quarterback at Texas. He's got a radio show. Every year, he does his top 40 NFL quarterbacks. And, you know, obviously his ranking is always a little different. And, and you know, I understand that. Oh, uh, the Brown Yeti said, I wouldn't mind that T. And uh, Michael said, sign me up for that T-shirt. So, we got guys interested. I, th- I think we could probably come up with a pretty good design. I think we'll do that. Yeah. Um, so, the big story today is on his radio show, he started discussing why he has Jared Stidham ranked ahead of Tua Tagovailoa. He doesn't even have Tua in his top 40. Uh, he's got Joe Burrow at 26, Stidham at 35. Um, and people were asking, like, really, Stidham over, you know, over Tua? Like, why Why is that a thing? What are you doing? It, it is weird to me that they picked Stidham out because there's a lot of guys that he ranked that yeah. he, and he didn't rank him. It's, it's not like Stidham was, you know, 38 and Tua was 39 and so now you're we're working on you know one or the other well the reason the reason it was uh brought up as Stidham is he was on WEEI uh today and it you know WEEI is in Boston so obviously they are close to the Patriots all that and they were just asking the question like explain this to us what's the deal uh Michael said was alcohol included in his explanation he said Stidham is more talented than Tua. Tua is a creation of Alabama. You don't think Stidham or Justin Herbert would have set the world on fire if they got to play with four or five first-round receivers and two first-round tackles? Uh, he said Sims made similar points when comparing Burrow and Tangavaloa. Burrow made NFL throws while Tangavaloa's stats are a credit to his receivers. He said the difference between Tua and Joe Burrow when I evaluated them... <laughs> Uh, Joe Burrow makes way more high-level NFL-type throws. People not open, protection not good, he still makes a play. You have a hard time finding that on any of Tua's tapes. Uh, I don't give Tua credit when I go, he threw that five-yard slant to a wide-open guy and he ran 80 yards. Whoa, he's so amazing. He's the only guy who can do that. Or like the three receivers on the right all run across the formation and pick for the backfield. The back comes out of the backfield and he throws a four-yard pass to the only guy who it was intended for on the play. And we all go, look at the quarterback play by Tua. He said, that's the perfect example of what you're doing for me there. You're giving all the accolades. Alabama kicks the crap out of everybody for the last 15 years with all these quarterbacks that aren't great, but now you want to tell me two is the greatest thing since sliced bread. I don't agree with that. I will go ahead and tell you this, and I don't know if you agree or not. I think this is one of the laziest takes you could possibly have, and I think that this is just to get uh, news. This is just to get attention because there is no way that you could possibly look at tape and not see that Tua is a better quarterback than Jarrett Stidham. The film shows it. Like it's it's not and not even not even Stidham at Auburn, because we understand that he was handcuffed in that Auburn offense. If you go and look at the film from when Stidham was at Baylor, that's more of a comparison to Tua being in Alabama. And Tua is the better quarterback. And I understand that Stidham was only a freshman at Baylor, but that was the same kind of offense and whatnot. We get that. The film will tell you 
the stats will tell you, everything will tell you, if you're just talking about talent alone, which is what he said. He said Stidham is more talented than Tua Tagovailoa. That's just not true. And there's no possible way that you can explain it other than to say, oh, well, all he does is throw slants. Like, that's just not the case. If you go back and actually watch Tua throw the football, he was the most accurate quarterback in the country. He and Joe Burrow are one and two right there, and they threw guys open, and they went through reads, and the only knock that you could possibly have on Tua is that he had injuries. Like, (laughs) give give me your side of this. You know, because I know that I have a little bit of a bias, but I also know to call a spade a spade. And I think this is crap. There's multiple ways to look at this. First off, if you know Chris Sims at all, Chris Sims has a history of hot takes that are very against the grain. He at once said that Tom Brady is not in his top five of quarterbacks all time, and he listed off like a bunch of guys that were really good at the time. And he was like, Andrew Luck's going to be better than him. And Ben Roethlis is going to have a better – and this was in 2014. It's like, come on, get up, get – get." like he likes saying things that gets fan bases pissed off. And he usually goes after large fan bases because you know you're a follower of Clay Travis. If you piss off a group of people, all those people start listening to you, reading you, following you. And all your advertisers care is how many eyes are looking at you, how many ears are listening to you. They don't really care if they like you or not. And and so I, I Chris Sims has a history of doing this, one. Two, we're going to look at the word talented. There's no way to completely measure the fact that Tua is, is more talented than Stidham or Stidham's more talented than Tua. Our eyes tell us Tua is a better quarterback. We have enough history to see Tua is more talented, quote-unquote, than Stidham has ever been. Now, does that mean Tua is going to be a better pro than him? No. We don't know that. We absolutely don't have any history or record of seeing that. Is his argument about Tua flawed in he just has so much talent around him? There is some of that. Because the you could say the same for, 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 for Burrow. The difference is, is Burrow was able to always get out of the pocket when nothing is there and make something happen. And Tua rarely did that. Yeah. So that is the difference between Tua and Burrow. I believe that one guy is capable of making something happen, and the other one is if you put him with elite talent, he will get the most out of that elite talent. But if he has average talent, I don't know how great he's going to be. Um, so I do think that criticism is fair. I don't think that criticism is lazy. It, it's just a matter of he likes to do these things to piss people off. This is his go-to thing. Um, he, he's once again, he's been, and the reason he's he's going on Boston media is because he has a huge quote-unquote following of Patriot fans. They all hate him because for the last six years, seven years, he's been crapping on Tom Brady, talking about how he's not as great. He's a product of the system. He's this. He's that. And 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 really, it's just that's the best way to get attention. Pick the biggest dog in the room and go make fun of them. Yeah. And then all of their haters will come to you. And now you get those clicks, you get those follows, you get those views, and you get all that money. Yeah. I think I think you're right. I think you're right. Uh, Michael, uh, he said, was alcohol included in the explanation? Joseph said, can you realistically rank anyone if they haven't seen them play professionally? Uh, no, not really. And then uh, Michael said, Joseph, absolutely not, but they have to get paid. Like, it, 
it's silly season. You got to talk about something, right? So summertime, not anything going on. Obviously, we're talking about it, so <laughs> we're we're bringing more discussion to it. Uh, Damian said, in his defense, Tua is an injury-prone quarterback. Yeah, I, I already said that 100%. Uh, Matt said, Tua played on a team with great guys around him. He did not look like he was having to try that hard in games. Uh, no. I mean, he, he made it look easy. Um, you know, it is what it is. Uh, Matt said he didn't have to scramble for his life all the time or make crazy passes. The line blocked for him, and the receivers were able to get open. Yes, 100%. 100%. And I get that. Um, Damian said, I wonder if he ate the same pizza that Jordan ate. <laughs> Uh, Michael said, Sim just trying to be a bigger idiot than his dad. Not sure he can get there. Um, Damien said he's been listening to the ball family a lot. And then Jose closed out and said, Joe Burrow threw a lot of balls in the air, and I think wide receivers made uh, amazing plays. There were some yeah. of those. But as a quarterback, you have to do that, yeah. and you have to put your players in a position to make no, a play. There's only one separation between Burrow and Tua, and that is simply when – when guys were covered, which was extremely rare for both of them because of the amount of talent they had, when guys were covered and the pocket broke down, they both had great offensive lines. That didn't happen very often either. Burrow was always able or more times than not able to get out of the pocket and do something with it. Yes. And Tua really struggled in that time. The problem is, is you don't see that happen, but maybe two or three times a game. Yeah. If, and there's some that, games where it didn't happen at all. And and so you you don't know is this a thing where Burrow did it great these six times and bad these two times and so we think he's unbelievable at it and Tua did it bad four times and great two times and so we don't think he he's got six chances to have done it in his whole career yeah because his line's great his receivers are always open so yeah. that I mean you, you can listen I used to believe in the philosophy of taking my quarterback from a small school or from a smaller school I used to always say. I never wanted the quarterback from any of these big elite programs because they never knew how to play when they got in trouble Yeah, because they always I had the best that. of talent. I do think the game has changed enough to where I disagree with that. But, you know, I don't know. There's still, I mean, to this moment right now, Patrick Mahomes is still the best quarterback in football, okay? And, and he went to Texas Tech where it was tough to play. Yeah. It was not easy to come by wins. He didn't have great wide receiver talent. He didn't have great offensive line. He had a great offensive scheme, but he didn't have any other talent around him. He was it. Yeah, he he was able to make plays with guys that that, that, that used to be not my a lot philosophy. of guys that are playing in the in the league right now. Yeah, I looked at Drew Brees and thought the same thing. This dude was elite at Purdue. He's got to be great. Aaron Rodgers. This guy was great at Cal. Got to be great. Like I used to think that. I do think elite level football teams are getting better. Yes. The Ohio State quarterbacks that used to flame out in the NFL, the Alabama quarterbacks used to flame out in the NFL, the LSU quarterbacks used to flame out in the NFL. Those guys are not flaming out anymore. No, because the offenses have changed. I mean, yeah, it's, th- th- those teams have completely changed. Now, all of those advantages that the smaller schools had, uh, the bigger schools have, have taken them. You used to just well, be able I to beat I think the teams. competition that they're playing, to think that these kids are playing at an elite level from the time they're in junior high. Yeah, no, and that's right. the difference. While they might not struggle a lot at college, they faced adversity in high school. They've been reading defenses the way you never read defenses in high school before. 100%. So they know what they're doing. The intelligent level of the game is so much different. And, and, and it's, so it's year-round now. And, and they have specialized yeah. quarterback coaches, et cetera, that teach that, them this that, stuff. That, yeah. We just live in a different world to where, not that those smaller school guys can't be great still, I no longer am looking there for my quarterback. 
Yeah, no, you're uh, you're right. Uh, Joseph Gomez jumped in and said, when is Chris making a cameo on HGTV's hometown? They have redone half the houses in Mississippi. You got the call? Yeah, I kind of wish I could get those guys cheese, man. <laughs> if they got a little bit closer up north, I'd be I'd be hitting them up to do the floors. There you go. Uh, Michael said that whiskey looks a little light, Gary. Uh, I mean, it's almost gone now, and, and yeah, I had three ice cubes that all melted in it. So, I mean, what do you want me to do? It's a hot day in Mississippi, guys. Hey, yeah, I mean, there, there were three big-ass ice cubes, and now they're gone. Like, what do you want me to do? Man. Uh, Damien said, I can see him being better than Trubisky, but not Tua. Uh, and then Matt responded to that and said, the quarterback for the University of Montana School for Blind Women is better than Trubisky. Uh, <laughs> watch Trubisky come out and beat Bowles this year. Like, oh, I watch yeah. Trubisky end up winning that job and, and looking good. And just That's making just not going to happen. Fools. That's just like, not going to happen. Uh, uh, Damien said, only because Mahomes won a Super Bowl, uh, that doesn't really make him a great quarterback. Uh, <laughs> If Mahomes didn't Damien. win that Super Bowl, he is still the best quarterback in football. Damien, man, come on now. That's a tough uh, take, man. It's a tough take. Yeah. I got to know who you think the best quarterback in football is. Uh, Michael said knocking a quarterback for playing with talented guys is a lazy analysis. Yes, 100%. No, I do I do agree with Gary. The take is lazy. The take is strictly to get clicks. It is not just clicks. It is strictly to go after the massively large Alabama fan base to get all those Alabama boys to click on it, watch his videos, listen to his radio shows, follow him on Twitter so they can hate on him, and his advertisers say, holy shit, this guy has grown his audience over the last three months. Uh, who? Uh, Danny Cannell. Danny Cannell is, is Danny Cannell is also very much in this same realm. They make a lot of money being the heel. Let's see, Danny Cannell on Twitter. I'm just curious because he works for CBS now. He, he got let go by ESPN. He moved to Sirius Satellite, and then he got picked up by CBS. And the reason he got picked up by CBS, here, he's got 335,000 Twitter followers. And that's just I bet like over one over 150 of those are SEC fans that, that are just want to hate on his ass. Yeah. Now, I if unfollowed him years If ago. he didn't take shots and pick on the largest fan bases in the country, then – then he would lose half his followers overnight. Oh, 100%. 100%. So, I mean, that's, that's really all he's known for. Like, he's yeah. not really known for analysis. And the downside is, is advertisers don't realize that half of those people listening to those guys are never going to listen to them to buy any product they want. Yeah. I used to be the asshole that if, somebody, if I was hate listening to someone and I heard them advertising for something – and I needed that product, I found the competitor of that product and bought it, regardless of how good it was or not. There's Didn't a lot care. more people like that than you think. But I'm not buying what those bastards are selling because that guy's a jerk to me. Yeah. And, and you know, that somehow I wish there was a way advertisers could realize what your audience actually is. Yeah. No, absolutely. And and there's no way to. I mean, there's no way. No, no, because all not. you can measure just, is really they, they use the clicks and they use the views and they use the listens and downloads. And that's it. Now you're, and those uh, you're, guys get a bunch of them because uh, everybody in Alabama is listening to it right now. Michael said, I'm a Denver guy, and I even give Mahomes credit. Matt said, Danny Cannell looks like he's trying to launder money from his legal owl smuggling operation. <laughs> uh, and then Joseph Gomez said, Foles over under five games before he gets hurt. Injuries have held him back the last few years. Uh, I'll take the over on that. I'll take the, I'll over. Take the over on that. I think last five year games was a fluke. Didn't lie. Yeah, last year was a fluke. Like I, I don't know if hurt. you'd give me eight out of taking it, but I'll take over five. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I could see him playing at least six. Uh, he hasn't lost many years because of injuries. He no. lost those 
playing just playing time because he was the backup and took the starting role. Yeah. Last year was kind of the anomaly. Uh, when he when he left Philly the first time, he just he just got beat out. Like yeah, he just injury. wasn't good enough to be the starter. Yeah. When that he got hurt, this is the Sam Bradford situation. Damien said uh, Trubisky would uh, would be a better water boy than a quarterback. Oh yeah, well, maybe. yeah, he'd be a hell of a good water boy. Yeah, I could I could believe that. He got uh, long arms; he could pass that drink all the way over. You got that right. You got that right. Let's dive into the last topic of the day: Arch Manning. And yes, you know the name, um, Arch Manning is the nephew of Peyton and Eli. And from what everybody says, and obviously he was only a freshman in high school last year, he's uh, he's going to be a sophomore this coming season. Arch Manning, uh, heading into his sophomore season, hit a growth spurt. Everybody thinks that he, uh, let's see. Oh, Michael's talking about Dalvin Cook. We'll get to that here momentarily. Uh, hang on, Michael, don't leave. So Arch, uh, he's the son of Cooper Manning. He's the nephew of Peyton and Eli. Uh, everybody seems to think that he could be the best of all the Mannings. Better than Archie, better than Peyton, better than Eli. And everybody's got a, you know, everybody has their own opinion of who is better. Right? Peyton or I don't Eli know that we all whatever. have an opinion. I think we clearly think that Peyton is one of the top all-time five to best. ten quarterbacks yeah. of all time. Eli was a great quarterback, probably a Hall of Famer, but not anywhere close to that level. There are a lot of people... And they like, were both way better than Archie. There are a lot of people like my father that still believes that Archie Manning hung That's the That's because your dad saw Archie when he was yeah. a kid. Well, but he also Not watched kid, Peyton a, and a Eli. Man. Like, you know, he, he thinks that Archie, given what all of these guys, like Peyton played for a much better team. You can't give him what they have. The I'm reason saying. we think Arch is better than these two is because we just went over why high school kids are way more prepared than they used to be in college. So, yeah... Arch is going to be a lot better in college than Peyton or Eli ever was. Yeah. Why? Simply because the game has changed. He's had coaching that nobody else has ever had in his life. Yeah. All right. Even if he didn't have the last name of Manning, he would. T- was Tua better than those guys? Because I think Tua was better than those guys. You might be right. We knew it. We knew it when he came into college at Alabama. So I think I think kids are just elite level kids coming into college as freshmen are way better than they were 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Um, so, most figure the rising sophomore is considering five schools during his young recruitment. Obviously, he's going to be a sophomore this year. But the favorites right now, Ole Miss, Duke, Georgia, Tennessee, and LSU. And there are quite a bit of Manning ties to all five schools. And the Rebels may be considered the favorite right now. Um, Manning, who is listed at 6'1", 165 pounds, According to the Athletics' Jeff Duncan, uh, ahead of his sophomore season, he has hit a growth spurt. He is now uh, six foot four as a sophomore and put on twenty five pounds of muscle in this offseason. Uh, if you grow, you grow three inches. You're gonna put on weight just in growing three inches. Yeah. So he, he's. So I don't know that we can quantify that as muscle. You can say it's not fat, and so we assume it's muscle. It also could be a lot of skeleton. Three inches is not entirely a small possible. Feet. Entirely possible. He's he's about one ninety right now. He's like six three, six four, somewhere around there. Uh, he he's getting big. If and he can end up six six, he's he's perfect. Yeah. Uh, Peyton and, and Eli, he's not leaving the state of Louisiana. Peyton and Eli were both listed at six foot five. Cooper is six four, and Arch will probably be that tall or taller. Uh, and you don't think he's leaving Louisiana? You think he's going to go to LSU? I, I don't think there's any way he's leaving Louisiana. 
don't know, man. I like I, I'm with you, um, but none of them ever went to uh, LSU. I, I fully like, understand. New Orleans. I I I get that he is not them. Agreed. He's not leaving the state of Louisiana. LSU was not what it is now when any of those guys went to college. That is true. That is true. You have a valid point. Uh, if Cutcliffe is still coaching, like I don't think it would be a shocker to see. Him He's go not to Duke, going to Duke. This but I don't kid think he's would, going. Like this kid does not need to go to Duke. He needs to go to a big time college school and compete for national titles. Yeah, uh, he's not need to go to Duke. Matt Miller jumped in. He said, "I think he goes to Duke if Cutcliffe is there." Uh, no, both no, no, I don't. Well, here's the deal. Cutcliffe's not. I don't. I don't you Giants fans can get off my ass on this. I don't care what you say about Daniel Jones. Cutcliffe is not putting NFL quarterbacks in the in the, in the league anymore, and he's not putting high quality quarterbacks in the league anymore. Yeah, you want to go to a college that's running modern systems because that's what they're running in the NFL now. Yes, one hundred percent. Michael, all said, the NFL offenses in the next two years are going to look like Kansas City. They're yeah. all going to look like that. One hundred percent, or or the Rams. I mean, so if you're playing David Cluckless offense that hasn't changed in 15 years, it's a great offense, very good offense. You're running that. You go into the pros, you're going to be behind. Yeah. Uh, Michael said, go get him, Jimbo. Uh, the Brown Yeti said, Manning on the lane train would be a lot of fun. So it, this is the reason yeah. I don't think it's Oxford is, is simply because what Lane did to Tennessee, I think, is going to hurt his standings. You think so? Yeah, I do. You think he could – look, I'll tell you this. If he ends up And getting, I also think if they think there's any – you know how Archie is, okay? And I know Archie's granddad, but he is granddad, all right? Yeah. If Archie thinks there's any whiff of smoke anywhere, he's getting away from it. You might be right. You might be right. Um, Matt Miller said, I think he uh, – so uh, he said, I think he goes to Duke. Um, Matt said, Ole Miss will be beating on that door. Archie has given so much money to that school, and he is the king there. Uh, Matt Miller said, yeah, but we're talking six years before he even gets to the NFL. The NFL will change again by then. And they won't change that soon. Uh, I don't think the NFL is changing that quickly. No, it I took think a long still... time to get here. Think about how long ago Chip Kelly, Chip Kelly died for all of this, okay? Chip <laughs> Kelly tried to bring this, and the players, the players fought him every step of the way. Yeah. We don't want to run that crap offense. It took 10 years to get us to where we are now. They're not changing that fast. Yeah. No, you're right. The NFL has found something they like. They're going to change to it. They might change again, but but they're not changing fast. They don't change anything quickly in the NFL. No, and and not everybody's going to be able to run what what the Ravens are doing uh, no. because not everybody's got Lamar Jackson. Like it's well, just, no, you have to you have to change your entire offensive personnel to do that. You have yeah. to really spend a lot of time and money building a proper offensive line scheme because you're running those lines different than you're running everybody else. You've got to build a defense that's totally different. Yeah. It's, it's just a different way to build a team. Uh, Michael said, how amazing would he be at Mississippi State with a genius? I wouldn't I wouldn't hate that at all. There's zero no. chance on earth he's yeah. going to stay. It, it, that ain't happening. That's that just not just happening. That. And, and we got to remember, Leach has never had a, just a great elite quarter. He just doesn't go get five stars, okay? No. If you're well, a five-star, he's, he's letting somebody else recruit you. Yeah. And he's going to go get some college transfer, and he's going to lead the league in in, in passing yards. That's just the, what he's going to do. Yeah, and and the way that the league is shifting, the way that the NFL is shifting, uh, he's going to put guys in the NFL, and it's not always going to be the top guys or whatever, but he's going to put guys in the league. Period. Yeah. Uh, Brian Yeti said he got KJ. 
Like, yeah, I mean, you got KJ. But, but that's a transfer. That's a transfer. That's not a, that's not a recruit. That's a transfer. Yeah. Getting, getting a transfer is a hell of a lot easier than getting a incoming freshman that everyone in the country is clamoring after. Yeah, you're, you're 100% right about that. Um, that's not Leach's move. It, this is going to be – there's three schools that he, he's not ended up in Duke. A kid this level at this quality with this kind of pedigree and going to Duke. I'm just calling it. No, I, I, I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, Everyone's saying Duke because you're not a fan of LSU. You're not a fan of Ole Miss. You're not a fan of Tennessee. If you're not a fan of those three teams, you damn sure don't want something good to happen to them. And so everyone's saying Duke because it's a safe thing because we know he'll go to Duke. He'll win nine games. He'll be a sweet story. We'll all feel happy for Duke football. And then he'll go into the NFL and never really do anything in college. Yeah, pretty much. Nobody wants that. We want him to win a Heisman. He's that, not winning I a Heisman think, at Duke. I think the reason Eli went to Ole Miss – had to do with Cutcliffe being yes. at Ole Miss and Archie being so tied in with Ole yes. Miss. Uh, and it, you know, I mean, it, Eli the, grew up an Ole Miss fan. Eli yeah. grew up watching his dad, or not, maybe not watching his dad, but seeing the highlights of his dad, seeing Cooper play at Ole Miss. Eli, Eli was the little brother. He went to Oxford and went to games all the time there. Yeah. No, I right. think Eli would have picked Ole Miss if Cutcliffe wasn't the coach. I don't think that we can put everything on the Cutcliffe train. Well, no, that, but that's what I'm saying is it was the perfect marriage. Like yes. it, it made it that much easier to go to Ole Miss um, because he was already there. Like you didn't have to worry about it. So, it was But the same one guy could also say if if a little bit better coaching than Cutcliffe, Ole Miss probably could have won an SEC title. Um, Matt Miller said, oh, he, he said, uh, uh, Leach may not even be there in three years. And then the name oh, Manning can make you win a Heisman anywhere. The brand is too strong. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, look, it, it can get you in the conversation. The way yes, he will always, he will be in the conversation. The time he, he's a starter. The problem is, is they don't have the weapons. We just talked about how valuable it was for Tua and Burrow. You got to have dudes to throw to those yes. guys aren't going to, to Duke. They're no, just not period. Period. Javon Chase, Ruggs, Judy's, those kids aren't going to Duke. No, not to just play not. bad, not to play football. They're not. Nope, nope. You are correct. You are correct. You're playing in front of a hundred thousand people every every week. They're yeah, not going yeah. to play in front of thirty. No, you're you're dead on, dead on. All right, I think that's going to wrap up the show. Anything happened uh, that that we need to talk about? I'm not trying to look for breaking news, and I don't see anything. So I think we're all right. All right. You guys have been fantastic. All you guys in the chat, Matt Miller, Michael, the Brown Yeti, Matt, uh, Damian, Joseph, etc. everybody, you guys have been fantastic as always. We always appreciate you hopping in the chat. You drive the conversation, and uh, and we can't thank you enough for that. Everybody, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast. When things like yesterday go down and in uh, the restream and whatever else decides to cut out, uh, the podcast is still going to be there. So, Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you leave a nice comment, a nice review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, five stars. We would appreciate that. Michael said, thanks, fellas. Yeah, thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. You make the show. It's a lot of fun to do this every day, and uh, and, and we are supremely grateful and thankful for you guys that tune in. Uh, that's going to wrap it up. As always, go to winningcureseverything.com. Go to tunicatravel.com, and take care of yourself. Take care of each other. We'll see you, uh, we'll see you again tomorrow. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at Gary WCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.